It's a Rich Word. Hi, and welcome to It's a Rich Word podcast, featuring the teachings of Drs. Adam and Ava Richardson of Christian Life Bible Church in Gratina, Louisiana. We welcome you to join us each day to receive a rich word from our pastors over 30 years of ministry. You will laugh, you will cry, you will be inspired, you will transform. We invite you to join us and to tell a friend about the podcast. Subscribe, like, and join us each day for a rich word. The weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but guess what? They're mighty. It doesn't matter about how you feel. Well, I feel like I'm always the one. Let me tell you, if you do it the way God says, it's mighty. It has to win. You love always wins out. Always. Something has to be truly wrong with you. If somebody's always showing you love and you know that you're being mean and you know that you're being rude and that love does not win out. Let me tell you something. You are in a dangerous situation. When you have a person who understands the power of love and they live with you. And they communicate that love. And you still acting like you crazy and you the devil. You're going to get the heck out of here. Oh, God, not going to let me have to live with you like that. So you in danger. What your girl say on goats? You in, wait. Uh, what's her name? Maggie, honey, you in danger. You in danger. No, ma'am. The power of love? No, no. You in trouble. If you have a person that's loving you the way God says to love and you still want to act crazy, mm -mm, no, you're in danger. There's no way. The power of love wins out all the time. Let me tell you, they are mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds. That's a stronghold. If that person's still acting crazy and you're showing love to them, that's a stronghold. But love will win out. Come on, think about your life. Why did, really, 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 why did you give your life over to God? Let me tell you something. You know there's a couple of things that the only reason why we don't do it is because the Bible tells us don't do it. Other than that, we don't find nothing wrong with it. I mean, you know, just right off. I don't see nothing wrong with it. I don't see nothing wrong But the Bible says it's wrong, right? <laughs> so we don't do it, right? But it's the power of love that makes me do that. It is his love, really, for me, that makes me. And then I fell in love with him, and it makes me. So it tore down every stronghold that I might have. Amen. It's the same thing with your. It, it's the same thing with your marriage. It's the same thing with your life. Allow God to do the miraculous. Allow Him to do the miraculous in your relationship. It may not seem like it's you know what you want, but allow Him to do. The miraculous because guess what every weapon that he gives us is mighty through god to the pulling down of strongholds and the verse verse five says but see the way we're gonna have to do that we have to cast down imaginations oh let me tell you something we could get some real images when we're mad y'all don't know what i'm talking about oh you see all kinds of stuff. <laughs> but you have to be willing to cast down those imaginations and guess what every high thing that exhort itself against the knowledge of God. In in these sessions that you've been that, that we've been going through, we've been showing the scripture, we've been showing the concept, we've been showing the standards by which God has have established marriage. And guess what? You've been given the knowledge of God. 
But many times in situations and circumstances, there are things that come to exhort itself against that knowledge, to keep us warring. We're not gonna give it, we're not gonna give it no place, right? Look at you, look at your spouse, look at the person next to you and say, We're not giving it no place. Huh? Tell them we're not giving it no place. That is it. No place. That's it. Through with that crap. That's it. No place. And look what it says. And bringing into captivity every thought, every thought the enemy tried to bring to be about you, I'm bringing that thing into captivity, captivity through the obedience of Christ. Every time I obey Christ, guess what? I am holding captive a crazy thought that the enemy tried to give me against the person that lives with me, that tells me they love me. Amen. And then having in a readiness to revenge, I am revenging all disobedience by doing what? By my obedience or when my obedience is fulfilled. Amen. Let me show you what happens. There are, break, there are breakthroughs that occur when several things happen. Break things. Breakthrough. There are breakthroughs that occur when several things happen. One, I realize that I have allowed the devil to rob me of the communication channel that my spouse and I desire. Several things happen. There are breakthroughs that have to occur. There are things that I must realize when I realize, when I must realize when I come to the place that I realize that when I don't communicate effectively, when I don't use the skills and the tools that's necessary for communication, I have to realize that I've allowed the devil to rob me of the communication channel that my spouse and I may desire. Come on, both of you all want to desire, both of you all have a desire to communicate effectively. But when we allow ourselves to war after the flesh, when we allow ourselves to be disturbed by things that's not of God, then we have allowed the enemy to destroy a communication channel that both of us desire as partners. We've been just robbed of that. No, I got to have a breakthrough in that. You agree? I've allowed the devil. When things happen bad with you all, and I know, I don't like that either. I don't like when people go around calling each other the devil. And that's not what I'm telling y'all. Some kind of way when you tell people it's the enemy that's against you, some kind of way we start calling each other the devil. You ain't nothing but the devil. No, they're not the devil, but they are allowing. <laughs> they are allowing some outside forces to come against us. Don't call each other the devil. You're not the devil. Amen. Just this is don't even talk about the devil. Can we do that? Just know that when we're battling and, you know, we're not in that agreement mode. That there has been some outside forces that's coming against us. And let's shut them down right away. Huh? Yeah. Adam and I were watching this broadcast a couple of weeks ago. And this husband and wife were sitting down and they were talking about marriage things too. And this happens all the time. And when they were talking about it, I was like, that is. When you hear people say it, you think, huh, that's so simple. But then when you're in it, it's so big. Um, the wife, she said that um, there was this one thing that her husband did that really annoyed her. And she said she couldn't figure out why it was, but it annoyed her. He would, they would be 
together, you know, with the children in the living room or, you know, family room, whatever. And he would answer the phone. Now, he's a pastor. He would answer the phone. He's on the phone. And she said some kind of way when he get on the phone, he always did this to her. She said every time he did that, she would want to pick up the phone. Well, not pick it up. Jack it out of his hand, throw it, and say, who are you snapping your fingers at? When, when she said that, I thought, oh, that just seems like she's just kind of getting upset about what? She said what she read into the snap when he did that was like, will you quiet those kids down? You're being a bad mother. Don't you see me on the phone? It's amazing the things that we can get out of little motion. Y'all don't know what I'm talking about, huh? She said she would go into, oh, and she would look at him, and that would just start a whole, they were having a good evening. But when he picked up that phone, snap, started snapping his fingers at her, she said it just sent something through. And she was upset for a while. And he was sitting there looking at her like this. And so she said, she asked him, so could you please stop snapping your fingers at her? And so he said, he went, okay. But to him, he didn't get it. All he was thinking was, I can't hear. Now, how many of you all thought like I thought? Why would you answer the phone with us and here with these children? And then you're snapping your fingers at me. Get up, go in the other room, stop snapping your fingers at me. Right? But to him, he was in a comfortable seat. He didn't want to move. Y'all know how we do. When we're flying in our we and I yeah, I'm in I'm in my world. I'm not thinking about your world. All I want you to do is do what I need for my world, right? So this was a whole big run-in. I'm thinking this happens all the time to us. Somebody does a motion, somebody say a word, and somebody's ticked off. And the other person is clueless. Wait, what you upset about? What, what happened? Weren't we just talking about how much we love each other? What went wrong? And then right away, somebody thinks, Somebody, ah, oh, this girl is tripping. But you don't know what was all read in between that. So all of us have to stay calm, right? That if you snap your finger, then I have to think, he don't mean nothing. He don't mean nothing by that. Oh, he's trying to talk on the phone. Let me take the kids out the room, you know? Don't let it blow up into something, right? It, every day there is a motion, every day there's a tone, every day there's a word that will try to separate. Huh? Adam and I can be talking real good to each other. I mean real good. I'm understanding him, he's understanding me, right? Can I just share? Yes? And he'll say, Ava, I know what that means. Now, see when he says that? I don't hear nothing else he just said after that. Because when he say, Ava, like that, that means that he's tired of telling me that. Oh, this conversation is getting on his nerves. All of that sounds like the same thing. Oh, <laughs> let's move on. You know, normally when he's messing with me, he'll call me Avis. Hate that name. Don't like it when he, I keep telling my name. It's not Avis. His aunt calls me that. But if he called me Ava, like that. I know that he's just tired, you know, and I've said something that he don't like. And so from that, I don't know what, I don't know what we're talking about anymore. 
Not right now. I just want to tell you, don't call me that. And I know if somebody walked in and said, don't oh, your name. Uh-uh. The way he said it, I know what that means. No, no, no. And I don't want you to, I don't want you to think that. I don't want you to think you don't want to talk about what I'm talking about. And I don't want you to act like what I just said got on your nerves, right? That'll throw you off completely. Throw you off completely. But those are all the things that we do. But that's our communication. That is our communication. Remember, we communicate not only verbally, but we also communicate non-verbally. And so we're wondering what is going on? How do we keep having these breaks? We keep having these breaks because of the way we're communicating. Now, if when you snap your finger and you see me getting some kind of whatever, then it's like, what happened just now? Just tell me. We straighten this up right now, right? If you don't do that, then I should. Somebody got to catch it. That's my point. Somebody's got to catch it before it blow up. All of these things are the matches. Remember? The house that's on fire. All of these things are the matches that's lighting and setting fire in different rooms. Rooms mean different areas of your relationship. All of these things are setting fire somewhere in your relationship. We've got to calm it. We got to. All of us have to come to a place where we get the skills and the tools to calm those things down. If the snapping of the finger is a match, then I cannot bring, I cannot bring the fuel to make this thing blow up. Hmm? Hey, we both want the same things. How many of us say, I just want peace? No, y'all don't want peace. Everybody in their relationship, all I want is peace. And everybody's saying they want peace. <laughs> to have peace is going to take both of us working at it. Maybe I wasn't, I wasn't quick that time to see the match. Maybe you saw it. Come on, bring your finger. Put it out. Let's just put them out. Put them out before they get big. Amen? Put them out before we start saying things that we don't mean that we mean. Right? Because words, you cannot take them back. You can't take them back. And you don't ever want to get so whatever with each other that your mouth just becomes like vomit, that you just start throwing out all kinds of things, okay? That is not effective communication. I don't want to be robbed of my communication channel, amen? I got to also realize that my fight is not with flesh and blood, but with the satanic powers that are trying to steal our marriage. There is a satanic power that's trying to steal our marriage. Because that power knows the power of the covenant relationship. Amen? So whenever we get into whatever, let's realize, wait a minute, it's not about me and you. Because I know you love me. And I know you love me. Something, something's working against us. And we're not going to let them have our marriage. Amen? Amen. We've got to choose to learn new strategies to communicate with our mate. Though difficult and demanding, but by any means necessary. I've got to learn strategies to communicate. I've got to learn a way to, to um, effectively be able to communicate with you. I found that um, um, for Adam and I, um, whenever there's something that's going on with us and it's really deep and it could be something that's really serious and, you know, and um, he's kind of thinking that he's got a plan for it. And if I believe that, you know, I, I, I see it another way, especially with prayer. I don't just see it another way just because I see it another way. But especially with prayer, I found that I have to, I have to take him away. 
I have to find a place where there's no distractions. And then I must appeal to his sense of wanting to do right and be right. Um, when, when we were on Robert Street and uh, Adam decided, or not decided, he was starting the process of starting the church in uh, Luling. And uh, he said, uh, well, even this is what we're going to do. We're going to start the church in Luling, and um, I'm going to teach down there, and you're going to teach up here. And um, then sometimes, you know, I'll teach there, and you teach here. And I was like, you know, he, he, he was going through the process of he's doing, doing, doing. And then it was like, okay, you, you, that's not, that's not going to work just like that. It's not going to work like that. And so um, uh, I told him, I said, Adam, can we go on the lakefront? Just go sit, talk. You remember that, Adam? I said, can we go on the lakefront? So we went on the lakefront and we we're sitting down talking. We we're just having a good time. We bought some stuff out there. And, um, and I said, um, I want to talk to you about, you know, what we're about to start doing in Lewin, you know, with the church and, and how we're about to do it. Um, you know, I was really praying about that. And um, I think, I, I believe that God wants us to do it. But I don't believe that he wants us to do it with me teaching in Gretna, you teaching in Lewin. People come to Christian life because you're teaching. We don't we don't we don't wanna we don't wanna separate that. They 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 love your teaching. That's why they come. So we got we want to work out something. We don't want to split the church. The church is it is Christian life. That's what it is. And so we want to work out something where the teaching that makes Christian life Christian life, that we have it both places. And so whatever we need to do to do that, then let's do that. Because I believe God wants it that way. Let me tell you something, Anthony. Spirit of God was there. It was straight. Huh? It wasn't a, well, this crazy what you're trying to do. I mean, this stupid. What you think? Well, then, then what's going to happen? What the, who, who are you talking to? I mean, really. The respect, the respect has to be high. You can't ever get so common with your mate that you say crazy stuff. I have to con I have to keep the respect level all time high. Yes, I'm not gonna leave out of here and talk to Brother Wilbur and talk to Jeff and all of you all and be all whatever whatever and then talk to Adam like a dog. Are you crazy? Oh, honey, that'll mess your life up for real. You think God is honored by us talking ugly to each other, disrespecting each other, talking down to each other? Let me tell you, I am the daughter of God before I'm anybody else. And he is the son of God before he's anybody else. And I've got to respect that. It doesn't matter about how this get on my nerve and that get on my nerve. The respect, it's got to be intact at all times. Huh? Watch your mouth. Watch your mouth with each other. Mm -mm. That will mess up a relationship before anything else. Everything else can be good, but if your mouth cannot be controlled and cannot be tamed, you're in trouble. Communication. That's not just, that's not just with um, your mates in your home altogether. Your children don't deserve to be disrespected. A child that's disrespected by a parent 
by their words. That's a child that's torn in their spirit. No, God's not honored by that. God's not honored by that. And I know a lot of little, I know a lot of kids are suffering. Oh God, when I think about the stuff little children are seeing and hearing, it hurts in my heart. Do you know it's going to take the power of the Holy Spirit to help some of these kids as adults to be able to win? Because of the things they hear, the things they see, and the things that they experience. And can I tell you, we're the people to do it. If we get our stuff straight, we're the people to do it. While, you, while, while we can sometimes think about it's the finances or this, this or it's that, and please don't think I'm trying to belittle any of that. When it comes right down to it, God wants us to grow up. Let the kingdom of God be big in us so that the power of God can meet people where they are. All of the other things that we desire and that we want, they're just lanyard. Those become an automatic when we just go ahead on and love God. When we just go ahead on and live for God. Our relationship, many times we struggle because our relationship with God isn't right. When my relationship with God is right, Oh my goodness, Adam reaped the benefits of it. I tell him, you want me to go and pray. <laughs> you really do. <laughs> you want me to go and pray. Oh, you want me to fast sometimes. You, yeah, you want me to do that. Because that helps me in more ways than one. You want me to read my Bible. Oh, I have never not wanted this man to read his Bible. Please leave me and go read your Bible. Adam is a better man. I know it. Because of Jesus Christ. And I'm not saying Adam was a bad man. But to be able to love his family. And do what's needed for family. That came because of Christ. And anything. Any shortness that any. Or shortage that any of us have. Is because of the relationship. That's not intact with God. We're all better people. Because of the relationship that we have with him. Amen. So, you know, let's keep everything in perspective. Well, that concludes today's episode. We thank you so much for joining us, and we hope that you were inspired and encouraged. We invite you to join our live broadcast on Facebook and YouTube. We can be found on Facebook at Christian Life Bible Church and on YouTube at CLBC Family. We invite you to tell a friend and to join us each week for our live services. Thank you so much for joining us and we'll see you again.